Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. My name's Toby Cruz and this week Andy sat down with the contributing editor of Cruise International magazine, Julie Peasgood, and the editor of Cruise International, Liz Jarvis. Enjoy. So I'm delighted to be joined by Liz and Julie. Hello. 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 Why don't you introduce uh, yourselves to our (laughs) listeners? I'm Liz Jarvis. I'm the editor of Cruise International magazine. And I'm Julie Peasgood, and I'm one of the contributing editors to uh, Cruise International magazine, or to Cruise International magazine. Fantastic. How long have you been at Cruise International now? It's been a while. It's seven years, Andy. Wow. And how's the magazine evolved in that time? Uh, well, obviously, it's it's gone. It's got really good. So from strength to strength. Yes. I think the magazines evolved as the as the ships and cruise lines have evolved, actually. And so one of the things that we pride ourselves on is being receptive to what's going on in the industry mm. and also being proactive about that. So I think in terms of, you know, we'll we'll maybe tweak the design and and that kind of thing, but. Essentially, what we are is a reflection of the cruise industry for the consumer. And do you get a sense that the consumer has changed in those seven years? Well, certainly the consumers have got younger and more families are going on cruises. And I think that people have become much more adventurous than they used to be, uh, much more willing to consider cruise. Whereas maybe 10 years ago, you might have had a struggle to convince people that cruises were for everybody yeah. and that there was a cruise to suit everyone I think that's changed considerably over the last 10 years and I guess from from uh, running a magazine about cruise specifically has it gone from niche to more mainstream the magazine and the content and the reader and all of those things or I think that as the cruise lines have, have developed their product and and the onboard offering so for example with P&O cruises partnering with uh, strictly come mm. dancing, then we're able to interview people like Craig Revel Horwood in the magazine, and so you get that kind of synchronicity between the magazine and and the cruise industry. Right. Um, so in that sense, it has evolved in that way. How do you decide? Or how far ahead do you decide what to put in, and and how do you decide what to put in? Because there's so much to talk about. Well, we have a plan uh, for the whole year, okay. and that changes according to often <laughs> when, when ship launches are yeah. announced, or if somebody tells us that a ship is changing the date that it's supposed to launch, or that kind of thing. That will affect what coverage goes in the magazine. But uh, generally, we work at least a year in advance in terms of the big themes of the magazine, and then we will nail it down closer to print date. And you have been doing the awards... How long have they been running? So the British Cruise Awards have been running now for nine years. Gosh. Um, and obviously they're very prestigious yeah. and very, very successful events. Yeah, we enjoyed the one in the House of Lords this year. That was, mm-hmm. uh, yes, it was, it was really good. Yeah, fantastic. And you've been contributing for how many years? For six years, Andy. I received an email on January the 2nd, 2013, and it was a wonderful start to the year um, because I'd, I'd loved cruises. Mm. I'd started out as an onboard speaker um, and then became um, a travel presenter on board cruises for Cruise Today for the 
Lee Travel Channel. And then um, I, I wanted to write more, and I got this email from Liz asking me if I'd like to be contributing editor, and it was just wonderful. I'd loved the magazine, and I know Liz has spoken about how it has evolved. The one thing that I think it's always been, and I'm not just saying this, is incredibly high-end. It's glossy, it's aspirational, it makes you want to go on a cruise, even if you think you're not interested. And it covers a lot of other topics as well, beauty and the sort of hello style page. Mm. So I've loved being part of it. And it's, yeah, it's six years now. And have you both become great cruisers? Have you adopted the cruise lifestyle? Oh, and how. I mean, I actually get <laughs> withdrawal symptoms. I've just, I'm just about to do my 77th. Wow. Um, and and seriously, I, if my diary hasn't got several cruises in, I, I get jittery. I honestly. And I get the emails. <laughs> I'm very fair. I'm very restrained. So, so that's a lot of cruising. Yeah, yeah. And have you have you got any? You must have some highlights. Yes, Alaska was a highlight. That was a fantastic cruise. The Mekong um, River cruise was was out of this world. Um, I mean, it, it for me there isn't a comparable holiday. No. You know, we all know. You know, unpack once, mm. different view every day. And I think, as as Liz said, the demographic is most definitely changing. When I first took my daughter, Kate, who's thirty seven, I first took her on a cruise when she was twenty five, and she thought it was going to be everybody was literally going to be over eighty, and there were quite a lot of people over eighty. Sure. They were in her yoga class. She got on with Doris and Ruby <laughs> and Mabel like a house on fire, <laughs> you know. So, and I just think it, it, it's for me there isn't a better kind of holiday. I'm an addict. And what do you like? So, what's a normal day for for you? And then we'll ask the same for, for Liz to share her. A normal, normal day, well. Day. Obviously, if, if I'm in port, um, I will always go out. Sure. I know you can get cheap deals in the spa and everything, but I think it's the best way to get a taster of a place, um, you know, somewhere like, um, I don't know, um, begins with T, forgotten the name, lovely in the Baltic. Tallinn. Thank you. Tallinn, yes. Tallinn. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Just went straight up. <laughs> Tallinn. For instance, I adored Tallinn. So you get a day's taste that I will go back other places. You think, mm, I'm glad I've seen it, but actually I won't be revisiting. So a, a day in port will be very much probably going off-piste, probably doing my own thing. Right. Um, Although I do think some of the organised tours are fantastic, especially in places like Russia, where yeah. they haven't been so much. On, on, at sea, it will be getting up and probably going to uh, a lecture, maybe a talk. Um, always doing a walk around the, the deck yeah. very early morning. Line dancing, if they offer it, don't cringe, Liz. Um, line <laughs> do you, dance. If you're a line dancer, I love line dancing. I've never done it. But oh, it's, it's such fun. No, don't you? Yes. <laughs> and and now I feel good that I've it's done it. Great fun. Um, obviously meals, you know, but but not actually too much. You learn, don't you? And not yes. the afternoon tea and not the late night. Um, <laughs> shows in the evening, classes, as many classes as I can cram in, and and usually uh, it's I'm so busy at, on the sea days. I never understand how people say they can be bored. No, it's impossible. It's to impossible. Be bored. No, absolutely. Yeah. Liz, what about you for your your average day, cruise day, both ashore and at sea? Uh, my average cruise day always starts with breakfast on the balcony. 
Do you? Yeah, no matter where I am, I always have breakfast on the balcony. There's nothing I like better. Even <laughs> if it's freezing, even in Antarctica, really? I will have breakfast on the balcony, <laughs> wrapped up. <laughs> it's absolutely one of my favourite things to do. Oh, and um, and then I will, depending, if we're at sea, then I will probably walk around the deck. I try and do, you know, that's my exercise, yeah. walking around the around yeah. the deck, and then I go yeah. and stuff myself. I like a quiz, if there's yeah. a quiz or something like that going on. Um, and if we're in a port, then I will try and get off. And if it's somewhere I'm very familiar with, for example, in Rome or, mm. or uh, Livorno or somewhere like that, then I feel very comfortable going off on my own and exploring. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I also enjoy tours as well, depending, especially if you're somewhere you've never been before. And mm. I've been on some fantastic tours, I have to say. Yeah, so. yeah we're very lucky. We're very lucky. Um, in terms of destinations, um, you mentioned Tallinn and of course the Baltic is great for just getting off the ship and wandering and discovering, but are there any places that have surprised you, that have stood out as somewhere that you didn't expect it to be like that or as good as that? Or That's a great question. I'm sorry now, I've thrown you. Liz, you can go first. <laughs> Do you know, um, last year I was on a, an Oceania cruise in the Caribbean and we had a, as often happens when you're, when you're cruising, um, we had a change of itinerary yeah. due to weather or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And we ended up going back to somewhere I had been briefly before, which was San Juan in Puerto Rico. Okay. And it's absolutely beautiful. And the more more you visit some places, the more you fall in love with them. Yeah. And for me, um, that's one of those places. I love all the colours and just walking around and looking at the buildings, mm. the architecture. Yeah. Uh, but also, somewhere I've really grown to love as a result of cruising is Singapore. Oh, the first yeah, time absolutely. I ever visited Singapore, I thought, this is not for me. This is very kind of, it's so clean. And, you know, yeah. I'm a Londoner. It's <laughs> completely out of my, you know. But, <laughs> but the more I visited Singapore and discovered the different layers and, and the districts like Little India, and I have grown to love it. I really have. So I think that's one of the great things about cruising is that it often... Yeah shows you places in a different light, even yeah. places you think you may know. Or, and, it, and it also challenges your expectations of places as well. Yeah. I, was, I visited Singapore last year. It's an amazing place. It really is. Yeah, and a great cruise capital, if you yeah. like, for yeah. that region. So. Yeah. Have you had a time I to have. think? Aukland, Andy, Auckland, actually. Auckland, oh, Auckland really? yes. We, we, um, our itinerary changed, and we weren't in Auckland for uh, two days. We were there for five. Now, Auckland... I knew briefly my sister uh, moved out to the Bay of Islands in New Zealand uh, 40-odd years ago. But Auckland has always been a passing-through place, a place where I stop and then catch the little tiny plane up to her. So actually to explore it and look around it, and I loved it. All these little areas, even the residential areas, fantastic shopping. So my eyes were really opened, so much so that when I go out to New Zealand next to see her, I'll make sure that I actually stay over in Auckland to revisit some of the places. I've yeah. never been, have you been? I have been to Auckland, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> New Zealand strikes as one of those places oh, that's perfect for cruising. Yes, it's fantastic. I've never actually cruised around New Zealand, that's on my wish list. Um, but, I, but I know the Bay of Islands, it's magnificent. That whole and area is very interesting for cruising. Yeah. And I did a cruise uh, with Princess a couple of years ago where I went uh, from Sydney to Tasmania. Oh, wow. And that was 
really spectacular because yeah. one of the great things about cruising from Sydney is that you go under the bridge right. and then you arrive back at dawn under the bridge oh. and it is spectacular it's wonderful it's an iconic port isn't it Sydney? yeah it's a bit it like really New is. York or Rio de Janeiro you mentioned river cruising or you mentioned uh, earlier uh, that's changed over the last seven years. You must have noticed the change in the magazine that you're writing more about river. Certainly, and one of the biggest changes, of course, is in destination. And what we mm. discover uh, all the time is that as the world kind of shrinks geopolitically, yeah. other areas open up. And so, for example, just going back to ocean cruising for a yeah. minute, one of the most bizarre places, well, not bizarre, but the, one of the most unexpected destinations I went to last year on an ocean cruise was Angola. Oh, which is wow. not somewhere you would immediately no, put indeed. on your wish yeah. list, but it was it was part of a Silver Sea itinerary from Cape Town, and you went to Namibia and then on oh, to wow. Angola, and not necessarily somewhere you ever thought you would end up visiting. And I think it's the same for river cruising in the sense that as certain places yeah. become off limits, you find that other places open up. So Egypt is the big story yeah. again yeah. this year, whereas. 10 years ago, we weren't going yeah. to Egypt no, right. at all. So, yeah, it's interesting. How was Angola? Uh, it was really interesting. Yeah, it was okay. really, really The people were wonderful. So it was, it was interesting. And you've um, both river cruised. I love river cruising. Um, and my husband suffers quite badly from seasickness. Okay. So river cruising for him is fantastic because sometimes, you know, you don't even know if the, if the ship is actually moving yeah. sometimes. It's so smooth. No, I love it. The Elba was revelatory last year actually really? yes I loved it um, and the Douro and, and all of the you know I know the Rhine quite well and the mm. Danube um, and I'd love I've been on a small cruise about 20 years ago in Egypt literally just just uh, like been. no it's magnificent no I would like to go too <laughs> <laughs> last year and I think it's quite an interesting yeah, area. Yeah, definitely. One thing I think that is changing as well is that cruises are becoming more all-inclusive. I mean, I know river cruises mm. have been more towards that than ocean cruises, but I think Saga 2020, I think they're becoming all-inclusive and, and sh you know, lines that historically haven't been yeah. are seeing the That's true, I think. Value. So Norwegian obviously yeah, is very big true. on their premium all-inclusive yeah. now and that's that's a huge driver for mm. people, definitely. Well, easier for people absolutely it? absolutely it, it's the good things they worry about yeah. what's the bar bill going to be right. especially if you're at the bar and some friends roll up and you you know you don't want to have to think oh crumbs there's five of them what's that going to cost if i buy around yeah. you just want to be able to do it well, and and yeah. gratuities yeah it's a sociable holiday isn't it so yeah. Yeah. you're you know at the bar often <laughs> how did you know <laughs> so um, we've talked about some of the destinations you've loved what about places you've not yet cruised to but are definitely on the list I know you've mentioned going around New Zealand but mm. are there other places on the to-do list I want to visit Machu Picchu very 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 much and the Falklands which Liz has oh, told wow. me about and uh, raved about so that's on, on my wish list definitely so and the Galapagos yeah I'm with you on all three of them. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to going uh, on a cruise to Osaka in April, oh, right. a Silver Sea cruise, and um, to see the cherry blossom. Amazing. So I'm oh. a big fan of Japan anyway, and one of the best ways to experience Japan is 
is on a cruise and and one of the <laughs> strangest things about it is you can go all the way up to Russia there's that funny island yes. at the top yeah. where I can't remember the I name can't remember. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> so so glad like somebody else <laughs> I want to say suckling or something like that. So glad might be, you've forgotten to. Might be completely wrong. But um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to, to going to Osaka and then going to Kyoto to see the cherry blossom. That's a big thing for me. Yeah, Japan's on my, again, not, never cruised there, but I definitely want to go. It is one. I have. It's the bullet it's train and everything, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a Buddhist, so, so I love uh, Japan anyway. Um, yeah. And we've seen that huge increase in Asia, so I guess you know, yeah. cruising yeah. around that region. Listen, we could we could talk to you all day, but um, thank you for giving up your time. Thank, <laughs> thank you very you. much. Thanks, Andy. So that's all from us this week. Thank you to Andy, Julie and Liz for taking part in this week's episode. Let us know what you thought on social media. Don't forget to use the hashtag ClearPod, that's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with all the latest. And we'll see you next week. My name's Toby Cruz. Happy cruising. <laughs>